Nobody, yeah, Biff. S- nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking old Marty McFly was such a depressing thing to behold when I was a kid. Because old Marty McFly was just like, man, he just like from the way he sounded to like the way he Michael J. Fox is just a stellar actor because he he just turned into like this guy who like just hearing him. uh, He just sounds like a dude that gave up on his dreams. Mm. And then like remember um, his mom asked like, hey, you know, how's your marriage going? And he's like, yeah, we're going at it like a couple of rabbits. You know what I mean? It's like. (laughs) Kind of throwing a little Beetlejuice in there. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, scummy Martin, Marty McFly. He also played his own daughter in that future, which was, oh, yeah. uh, which was so weird. That was why. That's, that's a Coke choice. All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original Bad Ombre. Working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. R.B.T. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. We like we could talk about the Biden uh, State of the Union, but if I wanted to hear somebody lie to me. I would just lie to myself in a mirror for like an hour. <laughs> Jesus. Do you ever do that? What do you say? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, the usual. Um, you know, your guns are impeccable. Uh, you're, you've got a face fit for radio. Um, you've got... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your dick is so big it has horns. I mean, it's the huge. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's Sabrina's just banging out the door. I gotta use the fucking bathroom. Get out of there. Hold on a second. <laughs> You're the best. Don't you forget it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, man, that's it's a short. Like, I hate him when he does the buy the the State of the Union. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But oh, uh man. but but um no, I mean like did you even did you watch any of the State of the Union? I did. I watched the entire thing. Okay. Where so you you saw uh Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Bobert like chanting like in the middle of like you know, when he was talking about the troops and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and they were like 13 13 like Yeah. Uh, yeah, those two jackasses uh, spoke up as he was Biden was giving his respects to the troops and uh, which was a direct lead in into his son who had passed away and also served in the military. And uh, they shut up real quick <laughs> as soon as that came up, because they're just like, oh, fuck, we are assholes. I mean, they 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 would go for it if if they felt that that wasn't a line too far and as hard as it is to believe that's probably the line too far. 
to me they remind me of like the kind of uh like drunk bachelorettes at a bachelorette party uh <laughs> at a comedy show you oh, know yeah. they're just like you're so like i i could tell jokes better than you it's like shut the fuck up oh, man they have to be escorted as just like no i you know I, I paid to be here okay i'll write a review on yelp you know ah <laughs> oh, fuck them both while everybody um, while everybody claps as they're being like hauled out you know <laughs> You know, Marjorie Marjorie Taylor Greene, speaking of, you know, those the gruesome twosome, Marjorie mm. Taylor Greene, um, she was at she was caught um at a white nationalist uh like some kind of white nationalist uh uh get together. Mm-hmm. And uh like I, I caught I like as she was exiting this this kind of uh as she was exiting the, the Senate floor um, she was caught by Crackhead Barney, future friend of the show, <laughs> Crackhead Barney, who was like basically like telling her why she was at that expo. She's like, why are you at? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Huh? 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 You know, and she was like, I'm late for a meeting. And she just ducks into a bathroom. <laughs> Wait, was was Crackhead Crackhead Barney is her is her name? Yeah. Was she, was she waiting like in the hallway? Like, yeah. After, how did she get in? I have no idea. <laughs> it, it must have, you know what? It, it probably was the, that white nationalist expo. Um, I call it an expo. Like it's a fucking convention, but it might as well be. But uh, it's, it's but essentially yeah, she, what it is. It's the, it's the white nationalist uh, CPAC is what it is. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, crackhead Barney, uh, if you've seen her videos, you know, exactly what she's dressed like, you know, half a titty hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's the fucking best dude. She's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like asking the hardcore questions, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, but anyways, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's an idiot, um, and so is Lauren Boebert. Nobody should pay attention to them. And so is Marco Rubio. Can we talk a little bit about Marco Rubio and the oh, fact that he leaks a, a picture of of his meeting with Zelensky? Um, what he was on a apparently he was on a Zoom call with uh, Zelensky, um, and you know he was asked not to share any information. Mm-hmm. or pictures about that phone call and first thing he did fucking tweeted it wow what a piece of shit what an opportunist oh i i think you know uh, i don't i don't want to allegedly um rubio's a fucking russian stooge you know and this doesn't help like the fact that he did that and as of now the tweet is still hanging up there uh i just checked tweet is still up there as oh. of this recording which is on a on a sunday you know um tweet is still hanging up there and he's he hasn't taken it down so i don't know what the fuck is is his deal but i i think you know 
I'm not going to say he is in Russia's pocket, but he is in Russia's pocket. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. He really is. It's uh, Republicans fall over all over themselves to see who can be the biggest piece of shit like ever. It's it's like the Olympics for them. I don't, I don't know. Like like they're kind of like not ha- like hiding it. Like they haven't been hiding it for a while. Like mm. their whole like fascist leanings. Like Tucker Carlson is like, uh, you know, kind of being grilled by everyone on social media and kind of like people have been taking him to task because, um, you know, he has made a lot of pro Putin statements and he's Mm. like, you know, that's the kind of leader we should aspire to be, you know, and I'm like, wow, uh, like, is this just the future of the Republican Party? Like, I would never think to myself, like, if you had told me like 10 years ago, like, yeah, the Republicans are going to like they're gonna side like if there it's gonna there's gonna be a war in ukraine guess what side the republicans are gonna take it's like uh putin really like i wouldn't think russia i wouldn't think russia Mm. there's uh, there's just something about uh the race to the bottom that appeals to a certain kind of person and unfortunately we have a hell of a lot of those people in this country. Uh, it's really disgusting to see. It's really scary to see. Um, and it makes me wonder like, what the political landscape will be like uh, over the next 10 years. It's not going to be anything easy, uh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well said. Hmm. But uh, uh, our listeners won't have to worry about that because I'm Ernesto. And I'm Pav. And you're listening to the Robots vs. Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. <laughs> Let them never say we're early with our announcement of our <laughs> the, with the main titles of our show. <laughs> I feel like if this was a sitcom, um, like <laughs> the opening credits would be halfway through the show and people would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Pacific Rim. Remember, Pacific Rim was like their main titles were like twenty minutes into the movie. That's true. That's true. <laughs> There's a but, whole kaiju battle before like before the main titles show up. But I do. I, I did appreciate that about Pacific Rim, uh, the first one, is that you know they didn't they weren't going to tease us with this whole build up with the history. They're just like boom, right? So this is what happened. Monster showed up, and at first we tried walls didn't work wink wink and then we just built giant fucking robots because you know we were coked up out of our minds and we had we had engineers and then we started punching these monsters in the face and credits you know (laughs) 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 oh i love that i love that so much it's like, well, like the monster showed up, and that's when we started snorting cocaine. Because, <laughs> what else are you gonna do when giant monsters show up? Shit your pants like a pansy? No. You know, slap on some Duran Duran, and you do you ride the white pony, my friend. <laughs> Fuck! Now that makes me want to watch the movie like right now. <laughs> That movie's just gun blazing from like the very beginning, yeah. you know. <laughs> All it is, it's like it's might as well be called fan service. The movie, 
that's just a hand job of a movie. It's just like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that's the best review I've you ever like it heard. all. You, you like it all, huh? You like it all? Like, you know, stroke the sausage, flick the bean, get yourself <laughs> real nice and comfortable. Holy shit, it's a hand job of a movie. Oh my god. In a good way. In a good way. In a good way. Oh my god, that's that I'm never gonna forget that shit. That that's a standard. We have set a standard now. That's gonna be quoted on the DV on the on the Blu-ray box art. You know. <laughs> it's a hand job of a movie. Yeah. RVT. <laughs> dot 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 in a good way, you know. <laughs> Oh man, what happened to the second one though? Like they, they like forgot where they came from. They forgot what they were, you know. Uh, I don't know. That just sounds that that just looks like, you know, uh, studio interference from like, you know, a studio exec who has zero imagination, mm. and they're like, they gotta move faster. They gotta fight in the daytime. They, you know, um. We gotta kill off. Oh God! We there's a, a Asian love interest. Get rid of that. God. Ugh. Um. But uh, Guillermo del Toro, he's he's got a movie out um, called Nightmare Alley. That's uh, well, it's been out, and um, you know, it's it's part of the slew of Oscar-nominated movies. Have you seen any of the Oscar-nominated movies? I have not. I gotta say, I I I haven't paid attention to any sort of like oscar nomination lists in years uh but tell me more about this uh guillermo del toro flick guillermo guillermo <laughs> del toro um it's called nightmare alley it's really good uh, I, I was just gonna ask you because that was gonna be my segue into like uh talking about i don't know if you saw that um who who's this actor sam elliott mm. um he was uh, he he was commenting on a, uh, a a a great movie that's on Netflix right now called Power of the Dog. It's kind of like a Western deconstructionist. Ah, starring uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. Yes, that's right. That guy. Um, and and Nightcrawler from from. <laughs> The the young Nightcrawler from that horrible eighties. Uh, 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 which one was that? That wasn't. That was that was X Men Apocalypse. That's yes, right. it was X Men Apocalypse. Was. Yeah. Oh, that was set in the nineties. Was it set in the nineties? Fuck it. No, it was. It was. In, it was in the eighties because they. Because um, <laughs> they, because of the fashion, and also uh, for Quicksilver's uh, whole. Scene. Oh yeah, they sweet used, dreams um, are made of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by your, but, uh, by the Eurythmics. <laughs> yeah, the Eurythmics. Fucking love that Annie Lennox. Mm. All day, all day, every day, bro. Yup, yup. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was I talking about? But yeah, yeah. So this guy Sam Elliott. I don't know if you remember him from The Big Lebowski. Um, he was the narrator of the movie. I do. He was I the, do remember yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, you know, darkness washed over uh, the dude like a like a black horse's took us on a moonless prairie night. There was no bottom. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry. I I just love thinking about that quote. 
But I mean, that guy, that guy, um, uh, he was on the Mark Maron podcast and he was talking about how that movie was a piece of sh- how the power of the dog, uh, you know, this Jane Campion flick was, uh, it's a piece of shit. Um, it sucks. He hates it. Uh, and he hated how it, he was just like, he hated how gay it was. Um, oh. and you know, uh, it's, uh, I, I hate it when, you know, like, like movie stars, I would never think that they had like, uh, something about them that would rub me the wrong way, just come out of the woodwork and just, they're just like, Hey, you remember me? I'm a Nazi. <laughs> it's like, Oh, uh, Hey, remember Chachi? Yeah. He's a fucking fascist now. Oh God. I, I'm so with you there. It's like the the people that you uh, that were almost your favorites or were your favorites back in the day. You know, they were part of this. You know, they're part of your childhood, either your favorite show or just something that played in the background. And they're just like, hey, guess what? I'm a piece of shit and I always have been, you know, and now that it's fashionable to be that, you know, because freedom. Um, I'm I'm all out. Like, what's his name? Uh Dean Cain, Dean uh, Superman. Oh, yeah. Like, fuck him. Where's a kryptonite Kevin bullet Su- when you need one? <laughs> well, you know. Um, there's nothing to worry about on that front. I don't think anybody but Hallm- the Hallmark Channel is, like, employing that guy right now. <laughs> Either Hallmark or, like, <laughs> the kid working in- overtime at In-N-Out Burger. Um <laughs> Cause that dude is eating cheeseburgers like there's no fucking tomorrow. Um, oh my god! <laughs> you and then Kevin, <laughs> what? You me- you measure celebrities' downward spirals by level of cheeseburger. You always yes, do dude. that. Because <laughs> I think thing. cheeseburgers are what you reach for when you give up on life. You know. <laughs> Yes, I, I mean cheeseburgers are delicious, you know. They are delicious, like when consumed, like in a in a moderate fashion. But like you know, RVT advocates consuming cheeseburgers responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, as you're staring, like if you wake up, like in your car, like when the sun is just like the the sun wakes you up in your car and you're covered in cheeseburger wrappers. Uh, you've hit bottom, I think. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So yeah, that is my measure like that is that is my unit of measurement for for failure. Okay. So, <laughs> good to know. <laughs> good to know. <laughs> and I can tell you that because I'm about 5 cheeseburgers into like t- this night and I'm uh <laughs> stop. I'm ready to fucking jump off the bridge. <laughs> Stop, dude. Stop. I there's there is life in your eyes now. We we actually got to hang out yesterday and chill. We went to a dope pizza bat slash bar spot. So you're you're looking you're looking alive, my friend. If I'm I am looking alive. I I feel alive. I feel alive. (laughs) Um, but but, uh, you know, uh, back to stars that are pieces of shit. Kevin Sorbo. Right. Mm. Oh, God. Kevin Sorbo. 
that's another guy where I was I was like when he came out as a piece of shit I was like Hercules <laughs> you know <laughs> why uh, oh man it's uh it's just it's just fucking disappointing but then again like what else do they have at this point you know I I just feel like they're influencing. Uh, the younger generation who hasn't reached that point of being washed up and they're preemptively uh, kind of kneecapping their careers. Um, I'm speaking about like the wasp of Ant-Man and the wasp. Oh man. Did you ever see that video of her being like, you know, fucking being like, you know, um, all you truckers out there, you just keep on trucking, you know, fuck these mask mandates. The the wasp is with you. And by that, I mean the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. (laughs) I, I have not, um, I have not seen that video, but just from your description, I feel like I have, and it just makes me go like, Ooh, man, you're, um, you know, they've killed off the wasp several times in the comics. It can happen to you. It can happen to you. (laughs) Oh, man, that would be great. I, I just th- wish they would fucking Don Cheadle her already, you know, fucking, you know, just to replace her with another, you know, <laughs> Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. They should just do that already. Fucking, I agree. Like, I agree. And like, you know, they should have a moment where like she just appears as, like they should just get uh, fucking somebody that looks completely different. Um. Who who could it be? Who could it be? Come on, let's fan cast. Let's fan cast our our our, our sudden wasp replacement. Amara la negra. Oh fuck! Come on, man. You're it's like <laughs> uh, that's like I'm 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 eventually gonna watch this movie with my wife. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, all right. Let me not go. Um, oh, holy shit, dude! Let me not go. You all just the way went. There. You ju- you were just like you know. <laughs> let's go from a five to a twenty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. <laughs> let's recast Steven Seagal with Tony Jaa. Like it's like whoa. <laughs> oh man. Uh, let's get Rinko Kikuchi for for Watts. Oh. Oh, fuck, that would be fucking dope, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. Fucking more rink. I need more Rinko in my life. That's, yeah, we all do. Yeah. We all do. Because yeah. Hollywood has not treated her right. She should have been Motoko Kusanagi in uh, Ghost in the Shell. It would have, it would have, as, as shitty as so much of that movie was, especially with all the, you know, white people, Japanese cosplay, um, to, to at least to have cast Rinko in uh, as Motoko would have would have done so much. I I yeah it would have because to cast because oh my god dude uh, like I have all right to this day to this day <laughs> have not seen that movie have really? not seen uh, Ghost in the Shell I refuse I flat out refuse to but I have seen. The clip where uh, Scarlett Joe Johnson visits her mom, and she's like, "I'm Japanese," and she said she basically straight up says it. 
Yeah. She's like, you know, being the daughter of a Japanese woman uh, has really put things in perspective. It's like, you look different. It's like, I don't, yeah, but but I, I'm, I'm Japanese. It's like, fuck, you're, fuck no. Yeah, it's the basically, here. that's basically what they did. They're just like, oh, she's really Japanese. She's just in a different body. So it's cool, right? It's like no. Yeah, why it's didn't not. she choose like a Japanese coated body? It's like because, uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> fuck you. Oh my god! It was. Um, I've seen that movie twice uh, via legitimate sources, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's it's bad each time which is what's really terrible is that a lot of talented uh visual effects and practical effects people worked on that in regards to the design design wise they got some really skilled people to like make the cyborgs and uh, create certain looks to try to lift um certain visuals from the anime uh into live action and some of that was uh, from a design perspective done well um it's just ruined by the acting and the intention of the writing it's just like i can't it, it totally pulls you out of it right fucking yeah i i i i totally agree with you uh and i can't really speak to ghost in the shell because i haven't seen it but just from what like everyone practically around me has told me anyone who's seen the movie is just like, yeah, it's a piece of shit. Don't, don't bother. It's like <laughs> throw it in the, just throw it in the bill, uh, throw it in the bin with the remake of Hellboy. And it's like, Ooh, I haven't seen that either. And I haven't seen the, uh, the Americanized version of old boy. Have you? I did. Yes, I did. And that was a piece of shit. Um, I, I, I can't I just don't understand why I, I think they drove up to Spike Lee's house with like a mountain of cash. He was like, fuck it. Yeah, I'll do it. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah, I, if the, from the, the movie, it just if it's just like that. The original old boy. Fuck. You've got me talking about old boy now. Yeah. Because um, I love that original movie. That was like one of the first movies that like really put me onto Korean cinema. Mm. Um, and to see it butchered, it, it just, I don't know. It just, from from a director I respect, you know, it just felt like, you know, he, you know, it kind of like I I hate to say that you know, oh, whoa, wow, that was right. <laughs> uh, I I hate to say that Spike Lee uh, got out of touch, but for a while, for a good while, mm. he was out of touch. Like, um, you know, he made that, uh, he made the movie that's the Sweet Blood of Jesus. It was like a vampire movie set in Red Hook. <laughs> Terrible. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never heard of this. <laughs> Oh my god yeah man like after for a while like fucking spike lee felt like before black klansman i think spike lee just like had a like it was like a trilogy of shit movies it was like um what was the first one well she hate me hmm. sweet blood of jesus and then old boy it was just like his eh, i don't care trilogy you know 
Wow. Uh, and the, the, all those, the, all, all three of those movies sucked. Um, but uh, but yeah, then he made Black Klansman, and then he came back, and then you know, um, you know, he made that uh, Vietnam War movie that fucking was awesome. Oh oh, was the, five bloods. Fucking, yeah, the five yeah. bloods. Holy shit, that movie fucking kicked ass. Um, <clears throat> but uh, until then, you know, not not so good track record. But well, anyway, what else? What were we talking about? When we just suddenly got into old boy, <laughs> Spike Lee, and my beef was with Spike Lee. <laughs> I think we were talking about uh, uh, fan casting the Wasp. Oh yeah, that's right, 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 right. So we agreed that Rinko is due. Rinko Kikuchi, that's right. She's been overdue. Yes. Like, because, you know, uh, we can't, I, I can no longer watch that movie, that show Invasion anymore. I just can't. I can't get past that, that plot point where they they s- send an Instagram profile into space oh, to try to God. convince aliens not to kill us. Look, did you, did you finish the first season? No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't. <laughs> I couldn't get past that. I was just like, that's the... F- that's the most dickheaded thing I've ever seen. It was. It didn't make too much sense. It. It's true. It. It was. It was the. Um, the humoring of the emotional aspect, which I was down with, uh, up until that point. You know, it's like he, here. Here's this, uh, JASA employee, um, who is trying to continue on, even though her lover has disappeared in space and um, they are in a lesbian relationship, which is still, according to the show, extremely taboo um, in Japanese society. So she has to keep that under, if not Japanese society, then at least uh, in the circle that she runs with. I mean, she's, she's kind of a, uh, an inner circle employee of a space agency and her girlfriend is like world known, you know, she's an astronaut. So um, having to struggle with that was very uh, engaging up until the sending of the Instagram uh, posts into space. It's just like, uh, could you could you think of the rest of the planet for a second? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm gonna send my the aliens my girlfriend's OnlyFans. <laughs> I think those hot pics will definitely make them reconsider bombing the fuck out of our planet. <laughs> oh like, uh, man, it would make sense if you were from Florida. Oh, zing. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think there's only like one more episode after that one that you described. So, you know, if you're ever bored one day, just check it out. I think they're going to do a season two. Uh, it seems like they're going to do a season two. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully they'll do better. Oh, I fucking hope so. Because I'm fucking tired of like the peekaboo with the aliens and then <laughs> the boring design of the aliens and then. You know, that plot point, what, that plot point killed me. Mm. I was just like, whatever momentum or goodwill I had towards that show was done. I was just like, ah, throw it in the bin with Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> live action, live action cowboy boots. Of course, I think I yeah. think any serious fan understands what you, what you meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, god. But uh, you know what yeah. show I haven't been able to to dive back into? Uh, Raised by Wolves. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there because like. As soon as that second season starts, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I care. I don't know if I care mm. anymore. Mm. Same. Um, and then it just like it introduces that fucking talking tree, and it's like, oh, now we got a talking tree now. Hey, check it out. And it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's a computer tree. <laughs> Give us up the fruits of knowledge. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh man. I don't know. It's it's it had a lot of promise because um, it started to feel like really deep sci-fi. Um, last night I just rewatched 2001: A Space Odyssey, one of my favorite movies ever, and every time I rewatch it, it just gets better. Uh, just because there are a lot of like little subtle choices that the actors made throughout the film uh, that just sort of like emotionally engaged you, but not in this super overt way. Even now, even though this was filmed back in the, I want to say late 60s, mid 60s to late 60s, and a lot of the visuals still hold up. And like... We're following this uh, this PhD at the very beginning as he as he treks from Earth to a space station in orbit to the moon, right? And he's a very like quintessential nineteen sixties white guy on top of the world, no worries, doesn't know any, doesn't even realize that racism exists, you know. Um, Wait, what are you talking? Which what are you, what are you what are you talking about? Are you still talking about two thousand one: A Space Odyssey? I am. I am. Oh, okay. This is at the very beginning, and like the way you could tell by his demeanor, he's like he he's walking right out of like a nineteen sixties cigarette ad. Like you could tell he smokes in the same room as as his babies, right? And meanwhile, he has this knowledge that some weird shit is going on, but he still has like this bravado of like. You know, oh, you know, we're going to figure this out because I'm American and, you know, we conquer everything and everything kind of keeps going that way. And I'm getting pissed off at him. Right. I'm just like, fuckhead, like you do you understand the immensity of what's going on? And it's only until they finally him and some of the other council members arrive at the moon and start to survey the monolith that they have uncovered there that oh okay where they're just like holy fucking shit this is like this is so big in in it in its immensity of of meaning that it's frightening like you could see it on their faces um and i was just like oh man this movie it's got like subtle flavors built into it you know yeah 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 oh fuck man i Dude, you t- for a while I was completely lost, right? Because <laughs> I was like, "What are you?" Because when you said when you said two thousand one, a space odyssey, immediately I was just like, "Okay, he's gonna talk about like how the monkeys like discover the monolith, and then one of them throws a bone in in the air, and then it turns into a spaceship." 
and then you you went straight to like after that yes (laughs) where it's like no and now it's the future and it's like some asshole and i remember that guy he was just like you know ah, we're gonna check this out see what's going on (laughs) blah 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 you know but the but that whole i mean and i guess i guess i'm mixing it up with the book as well because the the whole scene with the monkeys um a lot of people uh like to think so anyway a lot of people like to think they're shooting porn outside of your house no no i'm expecting a i'm expecting a food delivery soon so i'm just making oh, okay sure gotcha that, gotcha yeah but um <laughs> <laughs> A lot of you're like you're trying to tell this story, and like you just hear wet slaps outside, and you're just like, "Hey, what's going on out there?" <laughs> Hold on a second, I'll be right. Oh, back. <laughs> oh man. So it's come to this, the Pavel show. Um, so what are we going to talk about? Oh yeah. Um, so I hate shopping. I hate shopping in in grocery stores. Um, because I, I, the world would just be better if grocery store shoppers didn't exist. Oh hey, what the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is when he chose to insert his uh, manifesto into the show. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I, I do think that you're mixing up the book a little bit with the movie because, you know, he is they don't really give him much of, a, of, of that guy, much of a personality before he goes up to the um, to the and discovers the monolith on the moon. They not much because they chose to make the that's when they chose to be like artsy with the film. They're just like, ooh, space. And we're going to choose classical music to show the the ballet of traveling into space. That will be the future, the far future of 2001. And um, but there there is a point where he's uh, discussing amongst like uh, highly classified personnel uh, the oddities that are happening on the moon. Uh, but there's like some subtle silent acting that's happening along the way uh, that just made me pissed off at him. I'm just like this privileged fuck. Like he doesn't, he doesn't appreciate like, you know, what's going on. Um, but, uh, but to touch on uh, the part with the monkeys at the very beginning, a lot of people like to think that the monolith, I'm getting really geeky here and I swear to God, I'm not going to go too much longer. Um, a lot of people like to think that the monolith somehow bestowed um, a deeper knowledge onto those monkeys to make them evolve and eventually become homo sapiens and stuff like that. But I don't think I don't think the monolith actually did anything to those monkeys, because what we saw at the beginning of the film, they were just surviving. They were on a very flat plane somewhere in, in, in Africa and just trying to survive fighting other monkeys along the plane out for a, a puddle of water. And they're all sleeping at night. And when they wake up, the monolith is just there, just near them. And they're freaking out. And eventually they, you know, they touch it. And we see soon after that they're starting to use like bones as tools, right? 
And but I don't think the monolith like reprogrammed them or anything. I think it was the the sheer immensity that this was the first artificial construct that any living thing on the planet had ever seen. And the monolith has a ratio, a perfect ratio. This is what they get into the book more of one to four to nine, like absolutely perfect. So there's no mistaking that this wasn't like a flat rock that they were looking at. They some these monkeys somehow knew somehow knew like this was something else and having art something artificial introduced into their sphere of experience kind of like pushed pushed a little marble that started like this chain reaction of building tools and then gaining knowledge and eventually language and stuff like that and led all all the way up to you know 2001 and what we see uh, in the film so uh that's just my two cents about it okay so it wasn't so you're saying it would it wasn't an overt influence it was more subtle that's what i think that's my theory okay all right yeah fine i'm with you there <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know i i love i love that movie um and I often equate it to my life, you know. Really? Yeah, just in the way like I kind of approach things, and I I just you know I kind of have this feeling that if if it wasn't more of an analogy, for, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Actually, <laughs> I want to know because all you're I going, think, though. and well, actually, because the only thing that popped into my head was like, wouldn't it have been cool if like a pair of titties just fell out of the <laughs> the monolith? And, the monkeys just slapped those titties around and there was just like, and then pornography was born. <laughs> I think you're thinking of this ain't 2001. A space yeah, Odyssey. exactly. Oh, <laughs> dude. Fuck, man. You fucking, you did it because I was rule 34. I was rule 34 in it. And I, I was just like, I didn't even realize what it was until you just said it. Fuck, man, you're so smart. <laughs> I think, I think porn has ruined both of our minds because it's there is no scenario that you can't that we can't pornify in our minds. That's just it's just how we're wired now. <laughs> this ain't 2001 in space Odyssey. <laughs> it's my favorite fucking thing in the whole world. Oh God. Uh, the rest of our fans who who know about the the filth of the this ain't series uh, is getting a real chuckle out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I just see a load shooting in three sixty four <laughs> three sixty vision, like flying towards a you know an ass in zero g. Holy shit! Oh god! Oh, you paint a picture. <laughs> You paint a picture. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I cheapened the whole thing. You were talking. You were talking about a movie that's very near and dear to hey, you. Hey, hey, we know what the show is. We know. I know exactly. Is. I know. <laughs> but speaking, uh, speaking of films, uh, listeners, uh, we promise we're planning on going to see the Batman uh, sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. We just, you know, we were sidetracked by watching. Jackass forever. <laughs> that movie rules. Um, 
But I got to tell you, oh, th- there is there is something about the sympathy pains I felt with this one. <laughs> where I, f- I, I know you were there. You you were you you definitely felt it too. Yes. Where just the sheer amount of nut shots in that movie just made after a while it just physically made me uncomfortable. Well, but then s- you know, but then it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's at, the, at one point you you just have to laugh at other people's suffering, which was I, I feel like uh, sociologists are going to be deconstructing these films far into the future after we're all gone. It's just like society at one point heralded these films and we are going to delve into why uh, the misery of others was somehow <laughs> highly profitable. I mean, when 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 Pavel says nut shots, he's. He's being very vague. They had a <laughs> they had a professional fighter who looked like he was 275 uh, as soon as he wakes up. Solid muscle. Solid Just muscle. Solid. He yeah. pu- he punched he punched a, a full-on punching bag in this film just to show his power and I'm pretty sure the bag said ow. <laughs> That's how strong this guy was. And he was tasked with punching one of these jackasses uh, right in the crotch. The guy was wearing a cup, supposedly. Uh, But when you saw this guy's punching power, you're just like, there's no cup built in the world. Like, unless it was made by Stark Industries, it's not going to do shit. I just I, I, I just couldn't believe that that dude's nuts were intact after that that scene because when he punched like i'm pretty like a lesser i don't know what these guys balls are are made of balls is hum- <laughs> that's the plural <laughs> yeah i sound like fucking rosie bro balls <laughs> you don't know these balls I loved it at those balls. Anyway, I'm sorry. It's just going full Rosie Perez. Um, so uh, uh, I don't know what these guys' balls are made of, but uh, fuck, man. It, like, I, they must have taken so much punishment throughout the years that their balls have like uh, what? What's that word that you used? Uh, crustalified, calcified. Um, <laughs> It's like a solid rock um, because any other like any normal human beings balls uh, would have shattered or like turned to d- like got Thanos and shattered and just oh. turned to dust and blown away in the breeze. You know, there was a lot of uh, of crotchal abuse in this movie, but uh, I promise you, you you will laugh and you will feel terrible about yourself uh, later like. What am I? Why do I laugh at this? <laughs> I don't know. I definitely the only time I ever felt sympathy for any of them was when they brought on the new cast member, the 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 lady, mm. where when she, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but some harm does come to her, and I'm just like, ooh, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see. Some. But that speaks to 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 the way our brains are hardwired because there we are mm-hmm. you know nutshot after nutshot we're like ah, ha, 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 ha. these guys getting electrocuted 
getting smacked with giant hands, you know, um, <laughs> getting thrown through various ceilings and, and like we're laughing and laughing. The moment a lady shows up on screen and gets hurt, I'm just like, oh, no, you know, mm. <laughs> And then it goes back to like nut shot after nut shot. And I'm like, ah, ha, 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 back to our regular scheduled program. And then I'm just like, wow, what does that say about me that I can't see a woman get like, there's something so weird about seeing a bunch of guys surrounding a lady getting hurt. And I don't know, like immediately, like, you know, uh, uh, I, I can almost hear like dudes listening to the show and just like rolling their eyes mm. and being like, oh, shut up, man. <laughs> But it, it's I don't know. That's just the way I'm, my brain is wired. I just can't. Uh, like, do you do you get what I'm saying? Kind of. I, I agree. I agree that there was a point where I I started to get uncomfortable. I was just like, OK, she's obviously down with the crew um, and the shit and nobody's safe on that crew. They not even the camera. No. Uh, so I'm just like, what is going to happen to her? Um, she's obviously there of her own volition. So there was that, but I still couldn't shake that feeling of like, no, don't do anything. No. Um, but at the same time, uh, if this, I think if that, uh, idea of jackass is going to grow and survive, um, they, I guess have to spread out and, and be more inclusive. I mean, for the first time ever that I've seen, uh, there were people of color uh, on yeah, on right. the crew, you know, and it was. Uh, and here's the funny thing: it was, it. <laughs> with that came some of the uh, cultural uh, resistance to some of the the horseplay. Let's say, uh, yeah. To, to please tell me, I would. <laughs> I really want to hear this take there. badly. I actually wanted to hear it all night, but we weren't in the kind of company where it was like you know conducive to that kind of talk. But please tell me about it. Tell me about it. I'm dying to hear this. Well, there there was there was one young uh, young black guy there who had brought his father on uh, to partake in some of the stunts, and you could tell that his father just from just from observing from the outside i'm sure even when his son was telling him about this whole thing who was just like you want to do what with a bunch of white boys and then <laughs> you you could see the look on his face when he was on set but somehow they convinced him to do this thing that was obviously a deep seated fear for him um a possible spoiler for those uh, who are going to go see this movie. They made this uh, acrylic construct where two domes go on two people's heads and there's a tube connecting both domes and there's a hole at the top of the middle of that tube and both uh, participants are sat down in chairs and are strapped down, uh, to say the least. They're duct taped to these chairs. Uh, they duct tape their arms and then they uh, <laughs> they release a spider into the tube uh, no, a spider is, is is a disservice. A tarantula into the tube <laughs> with fucking sa saber tooth fangs. And what both participants have to do is blow into the tube to try to make the uh, tarantula go into the other person's dome space. And the, uh, the spider uh, inevitably made its way into... Uh, I wish I knew his name. I hate to keep referring to him this way, but Dark Shark. 
Dark Shark. Thank you so much. Oh, good memory, yeah. man. So they went into D- Dark Shark's uh, dome, and he is a man of color. And you could tell there was, this was more than just being freaked out. He had a fear of this spider, and it was resting like right on his clavicle at a certain point. And you could tell his mind was trying to like leave his body at that point, but his body was fighting. This man's forearms were strapped down to the chair with duct tape, and he broke through the duct tape. <laughs> it was it was an amazing moment, but it was just like, yo, this man is channeling something from like the ancestors of like, nope, I'm being I'm surrounded by white people. And I'm being put through some horrendous shit. It is time for me to fight. Like, <laughs> there was something Fuck. that there, I can't explain shit. it any better than that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. But was there a sense of discomfort from that? Or what? Is that what you, is that, did that cross your mind as soon as you saw it? No, I wasn't, I was, I didn't have a sense of discomfort. I felt uncomfortable for him. Cause yeah, right. He was he was in a place like <laughs> this. This was not fun for him. Like he, if if there was a safe word that he could have uttered at that point, he would have said it. Um. So obviously these guys are just like, once we start, you know, that's we just kind of ride that's through it. it, you know. Yeah. Um. So I felt uncomfortable for him, but I was encouraged by his son who is totally down with this. Like he is, he's like, I love this shit. Um, I'm the future of this franchise. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Holy shit. That dude is, do you think they're going to make more of these? Because it, that's the way it seems to be going. Right. I I think so. I think so. I think they've, uh, I think they've tested the waters. I think this movie is done decently for, you know, a jackass movie. And, Given the way society is going, I think there's always going to be room for shit like this. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I would love to see more of Jasper, that 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 kid. Yeah. Uh, when he went down that lubricated slide, holy shit! I thought that was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> this movie is like like I, for a while I'm just like I was wondering to myself I was like has the has the lore of Jackass kind of like lost, lost it? No, they find you know crazy and new and, and inventive ways to like get a get a chuckle out of out of me from somebody else's misery, you know. <laughs> but uh, well, I I don't know. I I'm, I'm I would be happy to see more uh, from these guys from the new blood, um, and I'm hoping Eric Andre comes back also. Yeah. <laughs> That just seems like his bits were funny. Yes, his bits were funny. (laughs) He seems like a like that's a that's just a good merging of uh, craziness right there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's a good place to cap it. Yep, yep. So from both of us here, I'm Pav, and I'm Ernesto, and together we are the Robots versus Taxes program on Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week.